0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're scheduled to talk with Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, in a couple of minutes here. We do have time to bring you up to date. 9 a.m. Slacker Radio headlines brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of America's standard furnaces and air conditioners. Call Lee's now for the $59 furnace tune-up special or visit them online at leesheatac.com. Things we have discussed today—the mystery deepens. PK, what was Britton Covey doing? Making the heart, the Uh, circle—it's out there on social media. You brought it up. Nick Ford can't answer. He says we got to talk to Britton. Uh,
1: I think, you know, of course, I think immediately evil, (laughs) which I thought was awesome. I don't think people around here might think it's evil, but TV people may think it. But I thought it was sweet. Make the swoosh. But maybe it was just the heart. Yeah, that's fine too.
0: All right, we'll get to more of the stuff we've been discussing this show a little later, but right now it's time to welcome in Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. Coach, good morning.
2: Good morning, guys.
0: Well, Coach, the first quarter, you come back to tie that game up a couple times, and I think we all thought, well, we've seen the Aggies. This is how they start. But then it gets away. Where where, and how and why did it all go horribly wrong?
2: Uh, you know, I was – Really concerned about the game all week, just the sheer size and kind of power uh, of what the way they're built. That's been a concern all year. We've survived it a little bit. But if you you kind of think back to our season has gone, it has exposed just where we need to develop a little bit. And, And so you could tell early that was going to be a concern. But, you know, you can't give up a kickoff return. We kicked a ball that just came out bad ended up in the middle of the field and we didn't cover it well. We we snap a ball over a holder's head. We haven't done that all year. And I, I think when they popped the ninety eight yarder off the goal line, it just you could just see uh you could see a look on our sideline that really hadn't seen. We didn't didn't force them to punt again the rest of the game, really struggled to get the ball moving. Um, they've got one of the best defenses in the league and we knew that going in and felt like it was gonna be a struggle. They helped Fresno to 17 points who was leading the league at the time offensively may still be leading the league so you knew what they're capable of um, it, it just too many mistakes to keep it close and then physically just got outmatched late in, in a very powerful kind of old school type of game and we're just not quite built like that yet yeah, that's something we're really going to have to work on in recruiting in, in the off season.
1: So I felt listening to you and you already just alluded it but listening to you during the week that started with us a week ago you probably had as much fear about this game as any game you had. And I don't want to say you're prophetic, but you turned out to be right.
2: Yeah, I just, I know how we're built right now and I know how we're not built. I mean, it's, it's the, and it plays in our favor. I mean, a week ago against San Jose State, our speed and quickness obviously dominated the game. And we felt like we had the same thing out in space against Hawaii. It allowed us to do some things uh, against teams this year. But when you look at just where we struggled to stop BYU, where we struggled at times to stop Boise, how we struggled even in games against you know Colorado State at times. UNLV was, was a struggle at times. You just knew going into the way they were built and what they're willing to do and how they want the game to go that everything was going to have to work perfectly for us. And even our matchups, when you loaded the box, big, long, physical wideouts, against, you know, we're quick and fast, but we're not real big outside on the edges, and they won every 50-50 ball for the day. I just knew it had to go, we had to have everything hit and and click perfectly for us to to have the kind of game we wanted, and we just didn't get that. We played hard, but we did not play well. We made some very, very big mistakes in key moments, and they didn't. You know, they made the plays they needed with the exception of the one interception, which was a great play by Shaq Bond. They really didn't make any mistakes all day long.
0: New Mexico started uh, 2-0, and and now they have lost 8 out of 9, but the win was over Wyoming. Which yeah. makes no sense to me, but nonetheless, that's the way it is.
2: Well, Rocky Long is the best defensive mind in football, in my opinion. Has been for a long time. He gets more out of less than anybody I've ever seen. I worked for him and have obviously followed his career. Danny Gonzalez is right there and learned from him since he was born, pretty much. And they just—they, I mean, they stole them. They helped Wyoming get three points in 200 yards offense. So we—we uh, we know there's going to be a—you know—it's going to be chaos. People coming from the Raptors. They got people coming from everywhere on on any given down. They've gone straight triple option uh, over the last half of the season due to some injuries and I think really just their inefficiency early offensively. I know I talk to Danny all the time. We're we're, we're on staff together and close and. I know that week before going to Wyoming they just decided we're going straight triple. We're gonna manage the game and play play defense and it's they have not won uh any games except for that one, but it completely changed their ability to be competitive. Uh, and they have uh, they have been in some games now. You know, we're gonna have to decipher what Rocky's doing defensively and try to score some points and then be assignments out on defense and, and and stop the triple option. So uh it'll it'll be uh It'll be a challenge, and it's it's on the road, and big, probably the biggest challenge is get this one out of our head. A lot of riding on it. We clearly wanted to control our own destiny. We don't have that option anymore, but we got to go control us and play our best ball on sa you know, on Friday in Albuquerque, which is always a challenge.
1: So it wouldn't be an interview with you unless we asked you how Logan Bonner's feeling this week.
2: <laughs> he feels. <laughs> Like uh, a dude that got hit a lot, uh, he's sore, beat up, but but he's fine. I mean, that's the nature of uh, the business. And he uh, he he finished. You know, we we did hold him out the last few minutes of the game just because it felt like he'd been hit enough, and the game was obviously out of reach. But he was in here yesterday doing treatment like he always is. And he'll be ready to go, tough sucker. He'll be ready to go, and Peasley will be ready to go if if, he, if he's needed.
0: So this is something every coach in every sport at every level says. High school, college pro Jerry Sloan, the late jazz coach, used to say don't play backwards. We knew exactly what he meant. You don't let one defeat spin into another. And you said the biggest challenge is to get that game out of the players' minds as you prepare for New Mexico. So how do you do that? What do you What do? You, do?
2: you know, today's meeting typically uh – has been, you know, we, we meet today at, at, at 1.30 with, with positions and, and offense, defense, and again as a team at 5. And I'll do my very best at 5 o'clock to set the stage and move forward. You know, we're going to dissect the, the mistakes and teeth like we always do, but uh, I've got to do my best job of standing in front of them and setting the scene for um, that there's still a ton to play for. I mean, we, we get a win and San Diego State wins, we still play for a title. There's five teams in our league right now that have a shot at the title game and, and everybody needs to win to get it done so we're no different. We're lucky to be in that position. We earned that opportunity uh, so I just got to focus on, them on on moving forward and that's not easy but hopefully we're mature enough to do that uh, because I know the worst thing we can do is see San Diego State win on Friday and us not take care of our business and, and what we feel from losing this game won't come. It won't even come close to what we feel uh, for letting that one slip if, if truly the opportunity presents itself. So control what you can control and get to number nine, which I don't know, you guys know how many teams in the country get a chance to win nine games on a year, especially after coming off a one in 5 season. So yeah. yeah, we just need to, we need to rally and, and pick ourselves up and, and move forward.
1: So you talk about that recruiting and how you've identified specific needs to get your team to the level that you want it to be. And how do you handle that? because you have these specific needs that you identified, but suppose somebody who isn't part of that particular need and won't necessarily solve the problem, but is a good player and is interested. How do you balance that?
2: Yeah, it's always a challenge. I mean, you got to look at numbers, and you don't ever want to pass on a, a player that you feel like is going to really add value to your roster. But we cannot get outside the framework of, of you know, we have an idea what this league looks like now. I didn't have a clue coming into it. It's way bigger, way more powerful uh, on a weekly basis than I anticipated. Uh, you know, it's not as spread out in space as what I've come from uh, in the Sun Belt, and so we've got to we've got to start building our, our roster to fit that. And it, it may not have to be a down to down basis, but at least the ability to match personnel groupings to play in those environments. And right now, we're quicker and faster than we are powerful. Uh, so off-season, nutrition, and recruiting are the only ways to affect that. So there's going to be some really tough decisions as we get closer and closer to signing day, as we get closer and closer to potential transfers or late signees with some of the waivers that are involved with the NCAA. We're going to have some tough decisions to make. Do we take this guy because of what he brings to the table in terms of size and power, or do we take – this guy because he clearly could help our our, our roster in some way, whether it be explosive play or or speed or dynamic nature. And and you do run out of scholarships and spots at some point. And and that's where it becomes really, really difficult down the stretch.
0: So your path to the conference championship game is you beat New Mexico, take care of business, and meanwhile San Diego State beats Boise State, and then the Air Force game doesn't really matter because you've got the head-to-head tiebreaker over Air Force. So you've played Boise. You have not played San Diego. Can you handicap that game for us a little bit?
2: You know, I, I would say at San Diego State, with, with them having to win to get in, I mean, it's, it's going to be a battle. I, I, I feel like what I've seen on film, it's super even. And uh, it, it's going to come down like all of them do. Big key mistake. Uh, it looks as if San Diego State has as good a defense as anybody in the country, and definitely in the league. And um, and then they are they are able to run the ball uh, really really well. And and so I think it's two very evenly matched football teams. It looks like Boise's playing their best ball late. I know they dropped some games early, but the last few weeks they've played lights out. So. I would say that's a pickem, and and maybe the home team gets the nod in, in that particular situation.
1: I'm wondering when you meet with the team, one of your one of your angles of your, of your conversation or your talk with them could be, hey, listen, you know, if we were back in August and somebody said to us, we got a chance to be nine and three and a chance to win the division on the last week of the season. We would all take it. So basically, you know, learn from Saturday, but it doesn't really matter now. And we're in a great position. Is that an angle?
2: Yeah, I mean, it just gets you to come do the meeting. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're pretty good at this stuff. Uh, that's really what it is. I mean, yeah, and you guys, I don't know if y'all, t- I mean, nobody picked us to win board five games nope. this year. Nope. And so we, uh, we've exceeded expectations of everybody's but our own. Our, we, we knew this was a game we could win, we didn't play well. But if we carry it with us this week, we don't. it, it will absolutely affect our ability to do what we're supposed to do this week. We can win nine, we still have the ability to win 10, and who knows, maybe even 11. And what this group has done is unbelievable. It, it, if we didn't win another game, they've already done a phenomenal job of moving us in the direction we need to go, but we're not done yet. So I'm going to do everything I can to rally them and point their eyes forward and make them grateful. And for what they've done and, and, and thankful for what we have the opportunity to do. Uh, and, and hopefully, as I said, this group is mature enough. I, I think we got some great leaders in the, in the room. Obviously, that's why we've played the way we've played. Some great leadership on the field. And a bunch of those guys have already been through my office this morning and, and yesterday. I believe they'll be bought in. I believe they'll move forward. And I truly believe we'll go find a way to win number nine, although it may be way tougher than anybody wants it to be because of the nature of just how good they are defensively, schematically, and what they're going to do offensively is going to be a pain with the triple option. So we're going to have to go earn it, and and, uh, that's going to be the focus all week.
0: Rocky's been on our show many times. He was one of our favorites. He's just so blunt and to the point. We loved having him on. <laughs> and then he went to San Diego State, and I grew up down there going to their game, so I was happy with how much he won when he was at San Diego State. So we get where you're going with that. Hey, before we let you go, we we touched on one thing this morning, and I know we're going to end up talking about it going forward. It's a bigger picture, but you're kind of in the middle of it in your profession, so I'm curious what you think. Coaches are getting fired earlier in the calendars. And nobody's waiting for, well, not nobody, but many teams are not waiting for Black Monday and the end of the regular season, and we're in double digits of coaches who've been let go. Three of the jobs have already been filled. Is this being sped up because of the money at stake? Is this being sped up because they move signing date up? Is it something else from your perspective? What do you think?
2: I think early signing day is the biggest factor. I really believe that um, it has sped things up because everybody feels like if, if, we, if we wait until, you know, until the last game's over with, we're, gonna, we're basically going to be completely out of the first signing day and, uh, and, and you know, we're going to be set back another year. And, and there's some truth to that. I mean, I, I just feel like, and I think I learned this probably by doing it wrong, I, think, I don't think you're going to win a championship in the first signing day, but I think you can lose championships in the first signing day by, by rushing and panicking. And I think to some degree that that now that signing day is in December and 99% of the guys are going to sign in and the transfer portal is going to open up and dudes are going to be flying all over the place, it just appears as if if guys already made up their mind. They just are not willing to, to let a coach finish or keep evaluating to see if it's the right move. They just immediately start – the dominoes start falling. It's, it's, you know, it's not going to change. And you mentioned several have already placed coaches and they're already on those – I mean, Joey McGuire's coaching at Texas Tech, and they're going to play Baylor here, uh, I think, here this next weekend. And I, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that before. A guy move from one place to the other and then have it turn around and a turnaround and going to coach back against them during the same season. That's just the nature of what we're up against, and it's not likely to go backwards.
0: Coach, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Good luck against New Mexico.
2: Appreciate it, guys.
0: Thanks. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When we come back, your feedback get you up to speed on everything you missed in this show next. Stay with us.